Live from Orlando, Florida, you're now listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Orlando Magic fans. Join us every week for a unique fan perspective on all of the latest Magic news and updates. The show starts now. What's up, Magic fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Basketball Podcast Network. We are your hosts, Al, myself, Anthony. Today is November 3rd, Thursday. And uh, Al, what's up, man? We've been missing. It's been what? I know. Two weeks? Can you let it's everybody been... know it's your fault and not mine? It is my take, fault. Take the full blame. I'll take ownership of this one. So actually, not even me. My job. Let's play my job for there this one. Um, we had a uh, off-site uh, work trip to Texas. So we had to go out there last week. And unfortunately, it was Wednesday and Thursday. So by the time I got back home, it was like midnight. No way we could record at that point. Um, and then we ended up just simply saying, Hey, you know what? Let's watch all this road games coming up and then we'll do a podcast recapping everything. So here we are, but apologize for that, uh, gap week that we took there, but we're back. Yeah. Everyone's been hitting us up. When are you guys going to drop an episode? When are you going to drop an episode? And I'm like, uh, soon, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of threw us off schedule, but back on schedule kind of, cause normally we drop an episode Friday morning. This is going to be released Thursday morning, Wednesday morning. Thursday? I don't even know what day it is. Thursday morning, and that's mainly because the Golden State Warriors are in town. Yes, 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 definitely. Um, In today's episode, we're going to catch up on uh, some of the games that we've played and and talk about kind of where we're at. I know that you got a lot of thoughts in regards to that um, OKC loss that we had, so we're going to deep dive into that. We'll talk about some NBA rookie ladder and some of the hype that we've been getting around Paolo because we really haven't had a chance to talk about it um the the rise of bobo um and then kind of breaking down some of the other things that that came out uh magic news worthy but before we do that definitely want to give a shout out to geo aponte geo aponte hit us up on social media and pretty much said hey guys we i got some two ta- i got two tickets that i want to give away to a fan to a young fan that has never been to a magic game and i want you guys to be able to use your platform and find somebody so we're doing a giveaway right now we posted on our social media to be able to find um, a young fan that hasn't been to a Magic game. So it was donated by Gio Aponte. So I want to give a quick shout out to him, say that we are thankful and, and blessed to be able to bless somebody else. So big shout out to Gio. Thank you. And if you haven't already registered for the giveaway, we have it on our Instagram page at Orlando Magic HQ. And really all we're asking is for you to name drop the person that you would take and who their favorite player is. Really simple. And then we'll be really releasing simple. that um, tomorrow afternoon or Thursday afternoon. Right. Yep. And so right before the Warriors game. Yep. It's two tickets, two lower bowl tickets to the Kings game on Saturday. That's right. And a little unique because that game starts, I believe, at five o'clock Eastern. So it's kind of unique. Normally those games starts at seven. Um, but again, big, big shout out. And again, we really want to make sure. I mean, I knew myself growing up, man, I dreamed of going to a basketball game, being able to go. And it's a pretty good seat. There's center court, lower level uh, to a good game against the Sacramento Kings. And to what's confirm, the, yes. What's the role in the tickets? Uh, I built section 115. I don't have the row in front of me right now, but I know it's row 13, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. 13, 12, something like that. So really good tickets um, Saturday. So there, that gives you enough time to where even if you're in the local area, if you're not in Orlando, if you're in Tampa, somewhere nearby, at least gives you some, some time to be able to drive down. So really excited for that. And then we'll be picking somebody shortly. Um, Dude, let's get into it. So the Magic are one in seven. So since we last recorded, we played against Atlanta, Boston, New York, Cleveland, the Hornets. So went against the Hornets, Dallas, and OKC. Really just that win against the Hornets. And what's been really tough throughout this stretch is that, again, we're struggling with injuries. Um, we really don't have a primary ball handler or or at least our, our point guard. Uh, injuries to Cole Anthony, injury to Jalen Suggs. I really don't even consider him a point guard. So it was really Cole Anthony that was holding a lot of that weight. We're really relying on Franz Wagner to to be our primary ball handler with some with some help from Paolo Bancaro, some help from Bobo, which is surprising. Um, I mean, so so far, let's let's talk about this record. One in seven. Um, did you expect this? I know before uh, the season started, we were really saying that you know we're 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 a playing team. We're we're going to be someone that surprises a lot of the teams in the NBA, um, and that just hasn't been the case. 
Are you disappointed? Is this what you expected? What are your current thoughts on where the Magic are standing? So, I mean, being 100% honest, um, we're off track by two games based on what I predicted in this little eight-game stretch that we knew we are going to have a lot of road games. Um, six out of those eight games, I'm sorry, yeah, six out of eight, we're going to be on the road. So I really personally thought we were going to be the Hornets. I had that as a win. I thought it would be OKC, which we lost last night in the final minutes. And I thought we would find a way to win any of those other games, whether it's Atlanta, Boston, Cleveland, just find a way to sneak one in and, and surprise them. So I had us at three and five in our first eight games, coming home to a seven-game homestand that's about to start here tomorrow night or tonight. Um, so we're not off by much. I'm not going to say that that we're off by a crazy amount of games. We should be 500 right now. Nothing like that. I, I, I didn't know it was a tough start to a season. And to your point, a bunch of injuries, missing our ball handlers. Are, oh, it's always going to throw off the offense when that happens. Um, but, man, it, it hurts the way that we're losing games right now. You know, we were competing. We're playing close. We, got, we have the game right there for the taking, especially last night against OKC. Like, we had that game won up 11 with seven minutes left. In some way, somehow, we never found a way to score a basket down the stretch. Um, that just can't happen. 25 turnovers last night. Um, just they seemed disorganized, especially last night. Um, so with that being said, we're not far off from where I thought it would be. We can still make up that ground when we get healthy, hopefully soon. But I can tell you right now, it's not what I expected. It's... It's rough because you you talk about we've really struggled with injuries for a really long time. But at some point, it's kind of like I'm tired of using that as an excuse. Like I'm really tired of using it as an excuse. Um, there are some bright spots, right? Paulo Bancaro, extremely bright spot. Did anyone really expect for him to play at this level? Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, we knew that he was going to be really good. But we're, we're talking about this dude is was on the verge of breaking NBA records at the beginning of his NBA career. Now, the Magic, let's not sit here and say that we've been playing bad basketball because we haven't. We've been in every single game, it, it feels like. And just at the end, we're, we're just not closing it out. Um, I think for me personally, you look at teams like Atlanta, Boston, you know, Cleveland's a really good team. Uh, Dallas is a really good team. Like those are teams on paper that you know maybe maybe we're not going to get the win against, right? Um, Dallas to me that was a game that felt like we should have won. Um, what makes it hard is that OKC game because OKC on paper we're a better team in my opinion. Yeah, they might have the best player on the floor with SGA, but I feel like there's been enough. We have enough collective talent to where you know we we should have we should have won that game. Should have. What went wrong, Al? When we when you take a look at it, you know we, we were playing really good basketball, and then they kind of kind of changed a little bit. And we were talking about what the last seven eight minutes we didn't score a single field goal. So what's what's going on? What 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 would you put the blame on? I mean, the biggest thing is for me the turnovers. It's I mean, you watch that game and you're like, what is going on? Like you you I was following the game on Twitter and kind of seeing what the people were saying. And it was just like, it seemed like a high school JV game. Like just nobody could keep the ball in their hands, stepping out of bounds, finding any way possible to cause a turnover. There was one in particular, out of bounds play, Jalen Suggs inbounding it. He literally threw it right to the Thunder player. And I'm just like, what, what is happening here right now? So that's one aspect of it. Um, second thing, rush shots. So you got them coming up, they get a rebound, bring it up, and they jack up the first shot available. Happened a few times with Jalen Suggs. Happened a couple times with uh, Paolo in the fourth quarter. Mind you, you, you got to do better. You got to understand, hey, this team is coming back. We're playing on the road. We're holding on to a lead. You got to avoid those things. Execute down the stretch. So we talked about a lot leveling up. That was the big thing coming out of training camp. We're going to level up this season. Avoid making the same mistakes. Well, through eight games, and again, I know it's not that long, but through eight games, it's the same constant mistakes. It's turnovers, it's poor shot selection, and just overall, man, there's a lot of little things that Sim is doing right now that does not seem like the same team that we saw in the preseason. Offensively, the execution is not there. Defensively, my goodness, we keep getting beat off of a made free throw. 
the team is going back and laying it up on us. So it's those little things to me that's annoying because, again, it shouldn't be happening. Uh, it's year two for coach mostly. Some of these young guys have been here for a long time, so they should know the system, what to expect. And it's not happening right now. So to me, those are the keys as to why we are struggling through our first eight games. Yeah, 24 turnovers to 15. Um, here, here's here's my thing. The Magic are – like it's, it's great to be able to say, oh, man, we'll just put Franz at the point. Oh man, Paul is about a, a ball handler. So let's let's let him carry some of the duties. Being a point guard, being a the primary ball handler is not just about uh, bringing the ball down the court. Like there's there's more to that. And I feel like okay, Fran, Franz is is doing the best that he can. I also feel like Franz is struggling a little bit, and part of that is because we're asking him to do outside of what he does. Franz and Paolo needs to focus. Paolo needs to focus on being the big man that he is. Franz needs to focus on being the 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 our three man, and we need to be able to have that point guard. And I sit here and I ask myself, okay, so what what really are the Magic's options? Like what what do we do? You know, we we now know through the injury report that you know Cole's injury isn't isn't just a a uh, strain it's a tear so it's a, it's a lot more severe than what people what what the initial report is so who knows when he's going to get back then we're we're it feels like we're rushing Jalen Suggs to get back but I feel like every op- like it, it feels like Jalen Suggs doesn't he can't control his body so every time he lands on the floor it feels like he's hurting himself in some capacity but somehow he keeps coming back before everyone else but Jalen Suggs isn't a point guard and we can't can't ask that of of Jalen Suggs. We can't ask of that of RJ Hampton. The Magic need a damn point guard, and the Magic haven't had a point guard, a a solid point guard, for a very very long time. I Markel Markel, we know Markel is that guy. He's the one that that can really save this roster or save this team, save the season. But who knows when he's coming back? Part of me feels, part of me feels like okay, maybe. Maybe we haven't made any decisions on the point guard set, and we're saying, "Hey, Franz, just hold it down," because we're edging close to Markel coming back. But you know, our front office, man, we we can't we can't can't bet on our paycheck on that. That that's what's going to end up happening. So a part of me also kind of feels like, all right, maybe maybe the front office is okay. Maybe we got this all wrong, bro. Like the Magic aren't trying to make the plan. Like if it if it goes that way, it goes that way. But if it don't, eh, better for us. That's what it that's what it feels like. Now, people had said because you know I had made a comment and I had posted something on my Twitter saying, you know, a team that that isn't tanking would have found a way to find a point guard. And a team that is tanking doesn't find a point guard, right? Someone asked, well, then who would you have cut? I don't know. I'm not I'm not the GM. I, I can't I can't make that decision. What I could say is, all right, so we have two two-way spots. We have Admiral Schofield and we have Harris. Neither one of them are point guards. Make a decision. Like, make a decision. We need, we need a point guard. Go get one, at least for the time being. Somebody, anybody. You know, if you got to cut, you got to cut. It's, it's a two-way. I'm not sweating about a two-way. I love... I love the tenacity and the grind that both of those guys bring, but it but it is what it is. If if it's really about wins, then find us a point guard. But they're not they're not doing that. They're they're okay. And and let's be let's be realistic about it. Maybe you know a, a two way point guard isn't going to be better than what Franz is able to do. But at the same time, Franz is more effective at the three. Paulo is more effective at the four. I get that they can handle the ball. But they're going to be more effective not worrying about point guard positions and playmaking and getting everyone involved. That's that to me, it doesn't come natural to them. And it's because they're being asked to do more than what not necessarily what they're capable of, but what they're efficient at. Right? We've asked Nikola Vucevic to do more than what he's what he was good at. We asked Evan Fournier to do the same. We asked Aaron Gordon to do the same. And how did that work out for us? I'm not comparing, 
I'm just saying, I would love for Franz to, to go back to worrying about what he worries about. And let's get someone that can be our playmaker. Like how much, how much longer are we going to try to keep the ship afloat? But to me, it just feels like the front office, they're, they're okay with it. So now it forces us to be like, all right, so this is, this is it. So do we need to start? Do I, do I now, do I really need to start focusing on, on these new players? Like, am I, am I going back to checking tankathon.com every week? Like, am I, am I, is it, is it too early for me to start doing simulations? Like, is this really what we're doing? And that's the part that's frustrating. That's the part that's disappointing because we had higher expectations. Granted, we're biased. So that's natural, but dude, not even, not even a little bit, not even close to it. You know what I mean? And it's not even that, man. It's it. You also add all that you said, beautifully said, because I also feel the same way. But add to that some of the things that we're seeing out of coach mostly. Again, I'm not making this up, man. Go to preseason. Watch us play in preseason. That ball movement was beautiful. We're averaging 26 assists. I think we even got to 30 assists in one of those games. So the offense was flowing. You could see this ball movement. You could see the, the creativity. All of a sudden, we get to the regular season, and it's iso ball. It's either France creates, Paolo creates, or guess what? We're completely out of luck. Nothing's going to happen in offense. And I don't know what happened because I thought the whole idea here was what? The pace, the pass. I forgot the whole thing that mostly used to say. What was his saying? Uh, pace, space, and the pass. Something along those lines. Whatever it was. We're not seeing any of that right now. Um, so to add to that, I'm going to read you some, a quick little thing that I put together on Twitter today. So people probably saw this already, but... What does this remind you of? Remember, we used to do a segment a couple of years ago called Let's Do the Numbers, right? So through eight games, the Magic are averaging 105 points, good for 28th in the league. Assists per game, 19.9, good for 28th in the league. Hmm. Beautiful three-point shooting percentage, 31%, 27th in the league. Three-point field goal made per game, 9.8. 28th in the league. This is surprising to me. A young team, one of the youngest in the NBA, super athletic, fast break points per game, 10.6, good for 29th in the league. And finally, turnovers per game, 15.6, good for 22nd in the league. I want to highlight three-point shooting to you because we started doing this podcast in 2019. Oh, man. We don't do this this segment anymore, unfortunately. But if you go back to our episode number five, which, by the way, big warning, where we're starting up, don't judge don't, us. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't tell people. And guess oh, what? Oh, if you don't. do go back and listen to all those episodes, it's in the first Terrible. couple of minutes. We do. Let's do the numbers. That was our segment back then. It's been three years. At the very least, the Magic are near the bottom in three-point shooting, in offense. Every offensive statistic that matter, we're towards the bottom. I want to ask you this because I asked it on Twitter. What are we doing to fix it? What have we done to fix it? Yeah, we drafted Paolo, who eventually is going to help us get out of this rut at some point. But I'm talking about three years now. Who is a shooter that we signed in free agency to help Caleb. us? Caleb. Caleb Houston. He's getting minutes because we're super hurt, right? We know that. <laughs> Otherwise, he wouldn't be playing. Couldn't help myself. <laughs> But that's my problem with the team. So when you talk about like what's happening, I think it's deeper than just the coaching staff. I think it's this vision of just let's keep waiting to see what's going to happen. Not for nothing. Mo Bamba too, man. Like I, I love the guy on a personal level. But man, as a basketball player, year five, same mistakes as rookie year. At some point, you got to hold somebody accountable here. Um, so I don't know. It's a weird season. I think tanking is not in our vision as fans we don't want it to happen but there's some strange things happening with this team right now that make you wonder like what is really going on in orlando and i'm copying here the whole what's going on in utah jazz uh thing that what's his name the espn reporter was doing a few months back um but i don't know man it's just sad as a magic fan right now to to kind of go through this because we had such high expectations we're still dealing with injuries we're still dealing with a poor offense it truly feels like we're back to last year all over again I mean, listen, everything that you said can be fixed with a point guard. Like it, can, it can truly really be fixed with a point guard. I'm not saying it's going to be fixed to where we're top five, top ten, but we'll definitely see improvements. Now, 
here's my thing. I I said earlier that you know I don't want to use injuries as an excuse, but it's the elephant in the room, man. Like no Gary Harris, no Markel Fultz, like no Cole Anthony, like all our real primary ball handlers, they're hurt. Terrence Ross got hurt. Like it's just it's just a thing where we now we we we're not surprised anymore. The good thing is that it's happened so much that we're not even like it's not even a big deal anymore. Like Terrence Ross got hurt. Yeah. Well, we just got Jalen Suggs. Now Terrence Ross is out. Jalen Suggs gets hurt. Yep. I mean, that's sucks, but that's what it is. I don't know, man. One, let me let me start by saying that I am extremely impressed that you still have that information. What'd you do? Did you listen to that episode? Is that what it was? No, no, I didn't. I, I just literally went back to the site that I used to gather that data, and I'm like, wait, this looks exactly like it did three years ago. <laughs> I'm not as impressed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Something, something's got to change. I'm, I'm hoping, what I'm hoping, my hope is that Franz is, is the Band-Aid because uh, Markel is, is edging close to returning. But if we're if we're looking like another month, two months, and we're still kind of trying to do the exact same thing, it's kind of like, all right, we're 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 trying this way. It's obviously not working. So then, what's what's the next steps? And I know that after like this loss against Oklahoma City, it's like people were really furious about that game. Like, yeah, people were upset. Like really, really mad, and it it was from it was coming from people and outlets that are normally pretty positive, and everyone is saying the same thing, and I understand it. I get the frustration. OKC was a game that we should have we should have won. I mean, I I, I let me see if I can find it, but there was even comments about saying you know uh, you know Paulo is a, a is a really good player. This this is one of the players from. OKC that said Paolo is a really good player, but Chet should have gone number one, which oh, kind of yeah. doesn't kind of doesn't make sense because if Chet went number one, then Chet wouldn't be playing for OKC. But there's neither here or there. But that's that's kind of what's being said. And to me, it's like, yo, I, I hope Paolo sees that and gets pissed off because Paolo had a, a hot streak and then it's kind of kind of fizzled out a little bit. Right. He's two games now back to back that he didn't score more than 20 points. Um, now, uh, Kobe price earlier today posted a picture of Markel Fultz that took a picture of, of his shoes posted on the social media, but it's him not wearing, not wearing his, his boot. So come on now. You're not, you're not doing that for no reason. Like there's, there's purpose on the things that we do. And I know it's not just to take pictures of your Crocs because, you know, Crocs are, are amazing, and, and I like my Crocs, but you're not doing it just to show off your colorful Crocs. Like, that's not the reason why you're doing it. You're doing it to show that, all right, I'm I'm getting healthier to the point where I'm not wearing a boot. But, dude, it, we don't we, – our front office is so – like, we don't know what's what they're doing, what their thought process is. We don't know how much time from where he's not wearing a boot to him being able to play really is because – History has shown, all right, he's not wearing a boot. Now we have to wait because this man is in NBA condition. Oh, he's not, he's he's still not doing, you know, full contact. Like, this is an ongoing wheel that we keep seeing, we keep hearing, we keep making excuses. And uh, you know, Dylan kind of uh, one of our Patreon, you know, Dylan, he he brought up a really, really good point. Like, dude, these these guys were not like watching Scoot and Wimbanyama like in the fourth row for no reason. Like they they weren't they didn't go out of their way to watch them for zero reason. There's there's a reason why they're they're there. They could have watched that game at home. They could have. Like we did. They could have they could have done that. But no, they want to be there in person. So it, it just leads me to believe that like let's let's dial it back a little bit and let's be let's now reassess what we've seen um, based on what we thought and kind of meet somewhere in the middle and say, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe this plan isn't, you know, maybe the plan is a little farther out than what we, what we really think, you know? And I, and I think that that's the, that's been the biggest eye opener, um, that I've seen just because 
Right? The magic, we're we're struggling. We're not getting our ass beat, but we're struggling. We are. But now let's turn a little bit positive because I know I've been pretty negative the last 24 hours. I'm like, you know what? There's got to be some good in this. Let me ask you this. Who or what has impressed you the most so far in this little two-week stretch? So obviously Paolo has been impressive, all right? But if we're not going with the obvious, how can you not say it's Bobo? How can you not say that he has been unbelievable? See what I did there? See it? I got you. <laughs> um, it's, it's crazy because a lot of, you know, we, we've heard – We've heard the Magic players saying, oh, he's been doing some crazy things that I've never seen done before, you know, in, in in practice. And we were kind of like, okay. And then preseason happened, and we didn't see that, right? He didn't – like, let's not sit here and say that he was he was amazing in, in preseason because at first we were scared because he was scared to shoot. He wasn't being aggressive, right? Everything that they were saying, we were not seeing. But out of nowhere, my man is balling. Like you cannot deny the fact that he is a legitimate NBA player. We've seen him ball out in the bubble for Denver. We've seen him ball out for preseason. We've seen these things. But the fact that it's now happening in an NBA regulated season where it matters and it counts is amazing. I like seeing him in the starting lineup. Because now I'm seeing him do things that are crazy. That's kind of like, oh, I I have I haven't seen that be done. He's averaging eleven point one points a game, seven rebounds. Um, he's getting blocks after blocks. He is active. He is making impact. You know what I'd love for him to take care of the basketball a lot more. Yes, but this is someone that he hasn't even played like a full NBA season dealing with these injuries, dealing with not getting minutes. Um, and honestly, I, I looked up his weight. I, I didn't know how much he weighed. I was I was curious, just out of comparison, because, you know, obviously OKC and Chet. But mm-hmm. this dude is 7'2", 220 pounds. He's out there, and he looks skinny. He looks so thin. But he's he out does. there banging also. Like, he is – he's not He's not no no pushover. He's he's showing he's, – he's making people feel his presence. And he's being aggressive. He's grabbing rebounds. He's blocking shots, you know, on from the three-point line. He's man, he's he's been someone that, you know, really I'm really, really impressed with. And what a steal. Like what a steal. High, you know, low risk, high reward. He is that guy. And if if all these little things that we're looking at, if if Bobo becomes consistent in what he's doing right now. If Cole Anthony can be healthy and the player that we think he is, if Markel and Jonathan Isaac can come back and and be at least half of what we think that they potentially can be, if Paulo can continue doing what he's doing, like there's so many. My my worry is that there's so many different factors that need to happen for this team to be successful. And I know that you you wanted to be positive, and I'm over here, you know, being negative, but it, it makes it makes things harder to believe. But you know, from what we've seen outside of Paulo, because Paulo's obvious. Bobo was definitely the one that has impressed me the most. Outside of Paolo. It's hard to, and again, we'll talk about Paolo plenty here coming up. So definitely the second uh, one for me will be Paolo, but I'll save that one for our next segment here. Um, but I will say that what's impressed me the most with Bobo, he's doing all of this in 21.6 minutes per night. This guy's not even playing 30 minutes, 35 minutes. He's playing 20 minutes a night and leading the league in blocks. That's the crazy part. He's leading the NBA in blocks at this moment um, through eight games with the Magic. So I know personally I thought, hey, is he going to even touch the court? I don't think so. It's a 15th man, 14th man in the roster. will only play if injuries happen. Well, guess what? Right at the beginning of the season, we're, we're dealing with injuries again. And he's, you know, capitalizing. He's taking advantage of the opportunities that he's been given. Um, and I think he's here to stay. I think once the team gets healthier, other guys may take a back seat like Chumau Kiki like Mo Bamba, but Bo Ball, there's no way you can sit this kid right now. Fan favorite, producing, playing hard. One more thing. I don't know why I thought Bo Ball had the same kind of mindset as Mo Bamba, kind of lazy, kind of coasted on the court. No, man, this guy's going at it. He's going at the basket. You give him a pass. He goes and first thing he does, go right at the basket. I either lay it up or dunk it right away. Um, goes for every shot block, but 
in a smarter way than Mobamba, I feel. Um, so I don't know. I think for sure he's been surprising me. And I want to see him grow, man, because if we can get this kid for nothing like we did, it may make up for some of the draft picks that we look back and say, man, why did we do that? So definitely a positive for us early on. Um, what about another quick question before we, we transition? Do you think that Magic can turn this around in a few words? you think it's early enough still where they can put together a five-game winning streak, whatever it may be, and we're back into that play and race conversation? Or do you think we got to kind of transition into, hey, we're young, we're experimenting, let's take it one game at a time. Magic fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the new season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app now, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Give it a shot tonight against the Hawks or tomorrow for the home opener against the Celtics. DraftKings is where you need to go to make it happen. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, and make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, so... Yes, but again, there there's like there's too many factors that need to happen. And I and I keep going back to that because that's really that's really like we can't put all the weight on Paolo. We can't put all the weight on Franz. Can't put all the weight on Wendell. Like there's they they need they need help. They need help. They need point guard help. They need Jonathan Isaac. They need Markel. They need Gary Harris. I know, right? They need Terrence Ross. <laughs> They need everybody. We we just need a full like we have four to five rotational players to support this team. And even when they do, the Magic should not be playing 11, 12 players a night. Nope. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't have, you know, anywhere from maybe, you know, nine? Should we say nine? Like nine max. Like we we shouldn't. I get the injuries, but Caleb shouldn't be getting a whole lot of minutes. Uh, you know, Kevin, I like Kevin. I like Kevin a lot. Kevin. You know, he's a hustler. He goes out there, he grinds it out. Like I, I like what I've seen. He's our two-way man. He he shouldn't be playing that many minutes. And I I've I think that RJ Hampton deserves a little more credit than what people are giving. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that people were really hard on him during the during the um uh, the summer league, um, even though he specifically said verbally, "Hey, I'm I'm out here to be able to get some reps in as a primary ball handler," and he played like trash, and everybody was riding on him. Right? He's been playing a lot better. I'm not saying that he's playing great. He's playing a lot better than what people expected. Um, but man, the the team desperately needs they need support, man. They need support for sure. Easy. What about you? Do you think? <sighs> I, I want to say yes, but you know what, man? I'm back to this mode of one game at a time. I waited six months for the season to start. I'm going to enjoy the games, man, and make the best out of it because, to your point, my expectations were up here. I don't know if the front office is there. I don't know if Coach Mosley is there. Why should I? So I'm kind of readjusting my my mind a little bit because, man, it's painful to see us lose so many games. I just want to see us healthy. So I'm not going to judge him until we get healthy. Well, you can't tell me Markel's going to be out another month, Gary Harris another month. Like This dude should be back at some point over the next week and a half that we're playing the seven-game homestand. They got to be back. There's no way that it can go past this. Um, GI, I'm not counting on. GI may come back next year. Who knows? We'll see what happens there. But we got to be healthy for me to say, what do we have here? Do we really have a chance? And yeah, it's really early in the season. We have plenty of time to turn this around. 
But like you said earlier in the episode, a lot of weird things going on that makes me believe that there's more to this than just they're not playing well. Yeah. All right. Let, let's continue the positive talk. Let's let's continue that that notion. And and really, you know, we and we mentioned already before, Paulo has been an extremely, extremely bright spot for this team. Uh, NBA.com rookie ladder currently has Paulo as a favorite to win rookie of the year. Um, he was nominated already twice um, for Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Um, through the first six games of his NBA career, Paulo scored 141 points, which is the second most in Magic history, only behind Shaquille O'Neal, who scored 158 points back in 1992. Paulo is the third number one overall pick in NBA history to score 20 points, 20 plus points in his first six games. The others are Alvin Hayes and Oscar Robinson. So my question to you is not even a question. I, I, I personally would love my flowers. Honestly, I would I would like to take a moment to, to pause. This this isn't even in our, our agenda. I just want to take a moment to highlight um, Al. I would like for you just to take a moment publicly on the record to say, Anthony, I was wrong and you were right. You know, man, I got to give it to you. Dedicated. Looking back at it, you uh you you had it right all along, man. Yeah, I try. I try to tell you, man. I try to. I try to bring you over to my side, Jabari Smith Jr., who is the player that we've obviously are comparing um, Paulo Bancaro to, just because Jabari was supposed to land to the Magic. That was supposed to happen. Jabari has been averaging eleven point nine points a game, six point four rebounds, and Paulo Bancaro has been averaging twenty one point eight and seven point eight rebounds, plus three point six assists. Uh, Paulo's a stud, man. He's he's definitely someone that you can honestly say, hey, here you go. This is your franchise player. This is the face of the Orlando Magic. He is someone that you can really look at and say, we can build a team around that guy. And he's shown it by the way that, you know, he's scoring the basketball. He's doing it by the way that he is, you know, in, in the post shooting he's botting people up like he's scoring in every which way possible this man is 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 going viral with vicious dunks that he's doing like he is obviously someone that is absolutely fun to watch um he's he's a big reason why we haven't been getting whooped on every single game and man it it feel it feels really good that we made like thinking back and i said this you know uh, a couple of days ago if we had drafted Jabari Smith Jr., if we have drafted a walking, injured Chet Holmgren and not Paolo Bancaro, I would be so sick to my stomach, man. Like I would, I would not feel it would it would be really, really hard to be engaged. Like it would be really hard. Just because we saw it. You saw it. You saw it. Oh, yeah. You saw what I saw. You saw what I saw. And I think that a lot of people saw what I saw. There's, there's, we we have like a small community of people that really wanted Paolo Bancaro, right? Small community. If you're a part of that community, high five to you, pound your pound back. <laughs> um, but I, I think a lot of it had to do with it, it looked too obvious. There wasn't a consensus, and it's really the the media that kind of drilled that down as there not being a, a consensus, and it confused people. And I just want to say that I I forgive you guys. If you want anyone else, apologies, except that Al, I forgive you. <laughs> but it's funny. I will say, man, again, you called all along. Paolo, definitely the, the the right guy that we should have drafted. But I will say, I was also like, yeah, I, I was switching. Like, I, I couldn't really make up my mind. I just simply said, you know what? Shooting, Jabari. But I will tell you, when you look at highlights in college with, with Paolo at Duke, you could see the potential, right? You could see the mid-range shot, the athleticism, the, the big body. Um, and man, but I just didn't think he was going to be able to do it so quickly at the NBA level. Like from day one, this kid is going at it. He understands I'm the I'm the bigger player here. I'm the strongest one here. I'm going to get through you. And he is doing it. So props to you. Props to everyone on Twitter that 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 wanted Paolo because, man, he's looking incredible out there. Uh, he this again, he is definitely the right player for our team and impressive. It's fun to see a guy that you can simply say, here's the ball. Get me a bucket. And yeah, on most nights, he'll drop you 20 plus. Even the last few nights, he struggled. I will tell you, the thing is, he's getting tired. He's being the ball handler. He's handling the defensive end, usually guarding a pretty decent player. By the time the fourth quarter comes, he's gassed already. So to your point, we need a point guard to help him out. 
to help friends out. It's going to make this other guy so much better. But um, historic start for him to his young NBA career. Looking forward to many, many, many more years of him leading the way here for the Magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I deserve a trophy, a medal. Like, <laughs> can we invest in that? This is just some, something for me. Something for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, real, so real quick, while, while we're talking about it, um, Paulo was on a podcast with RJ Hampton that they do with, uh, that he does with FUBU sports. Um, and it was a really good podcast. If you didn't watch it, I, I strongly suggest it. You watch it after you watch ours. And it was cool because they were able to talk a lot about the inside stuff. Um, they were able to talk about, you know, simple things like, uh, you know, who's active the most in their Orlando magic group chats. Um, but then they also talked about, uh, you know, Paulo getting ready or him saying that he is committed to playing for the national team for Italy, which I think is yep. awesome. Um, now, RJ Hampton, I think is an interesting case. Like, I think, I think RJ Hampton is, I'll be honest with you. I'm not, I'm not saying that. Yeah. I called Paulo Ben Carroll. Like that's, that's me. Like that's, that's the one time I can sit here and tell you that that's who I wanted. That's what we selected. And I was right. But if I'm, if I'm being honest, I've been wrong a lot. There was there was a point in time when I wanted Dennis Smith Jr. I wanted Dente Exum. Like I'm not I'm not a hundred percent accurate on these things, right? Uh, you wanted uh, what's this guy's name? Book Knight. That was your guy. Ooh, about Moses that. Moody. That was your guy, right? So we're not we're not perfect. Um, R.J. Hampton was a player I also wanted us to draft. All right, he ended up being in the Orlando Magic, which is which is great. I was really excited. Um, RJ Hampton did not have his fourth year option picked up. Not only was it not picked up, but he also decided to leave Mike Miller's agency, Live Sports. So the Magic during this time period, they exercised their third year option on Franz, on Suggs. Their fourth-year option on Cole Anthony, on Chumo Kiki, but they did not do it for R.J. Hampton. Is this the last season that we're going to see R.J. Hampton play for the, for the Orlando Magic? Uh, maybe. Um, the weird thing is he's been playing well. Like, when he's on the court, he's actually been playing pretty decent and hitting his shots and doing decent things. Um, sometimes teams do this to simply kind of spark the little light on this players and say, hey, you're in trouble here. We, we, we may not want you back. And that may spark something in them to play better. And, and next thing you know, you're in free agency. And now you got a new contract. Also, the thinking here is, in my opinion, RJ Hampton is scheduled to make $4 million next year if you pick up the option. The Magic may think we can get you for cheaper. We can bring you back on a contract that's a little more team friendly. Uh, so why pick up that option right now? And if you look at some players out there, I think of like Damian Lee, who used to be on the Warriors, now went to the Suns. He's close to $2 million. Uh, plenty of players that do the similar role that RJ Hampton has with us. Three-point shooter, kind of athletic, plays a bench role primarily, and they don't make $4 million necessarily. You can get somebody either at that same salary or cheaper that can fill that role. So I think that's the risk the Magic are taking and saying, hey, we're willing to let you go, but we're also maybe wanting you back if you play well. We're just not going to give you $4 million unless you truly deserve it. So... I don't think it's the last we've seen of him, but it's a red flag. It's saying, hey, you better get it together because otherwise we're going to move on. I, I think this is it, bro. I do think not so? think that. We're, yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't feel it. Um, we've always and we've had conversations about this. Um, I've always felt that RJ Hampton was always that odd man out. I always felt that way. And a lot of people even mentioned like, man, why would. Why would Mike Miller like let him play in the summer league? A lot of people felt as if, you know, that his his time there really hurt his value. Um, I don't think so, but a lot of people thought that. Um, I, I think this is it. What what's strange about this whole this whole thing is that RJ Hampton, from what I've seen, we're not on the inside, so we don't know. I thought RJ Hampton and Mike Miller had a really good relationship. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he parted ways, you only part ways, obviously, when things don't go right. You can't put all the blame. Like, R.J. Hampton can't put all the blame on Mike Miller. You know, R.J. Hampton, you're, you're, dude, you, the ball, literally, 
the ball is in your hands. The ball is on your court. Mm-hmm. Literally. That that's gotta be that's gotta be on you. But he decided to go a different direction. What's weird is literally the same day it was reported, it was first reported that Wendell Carter Jr. is signing with Mike Miller's Live Sports Agency. So I'm like, ah, okay, that makes sense. Now he's joining RJ Hampton. But wait, no, he's not. It was also announced and reported by Kobe Price from Orlando Sentinel saying, nah, man, he parted ways. He parted ways with Mike Miller. I don't know. Everything, the right to me, the writing is on the wall. Uh, I Plus, in my opinion, the Magic have a lot of young pieces that you're you're trying to focus and develop. I don't think there's enough time for R.J. Hampton. Personally, I don't think there's enough patience for R.J. Hampton. Um, I, I think that it might it might be time for him to, to find to find something else. And I'm okay with that. Let me ask you, if R.J. Hampton, because now he's going to be a free agent, but if he left to another team, are you losing any sleep? No, not really. I mean, like I said, guys like him, unfortunately, at the league right now, you can find pretty easily for either the same amount of money or cheaper. So not really. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not losing any sleep. I get it. I understand. It's, it's unfortunate because it's super it would have been amazing if he would have come in here. I mean, his first month with us, rookie of the month, to end that season when we first got him, right? So you're like, whoa, the potential is there. And then for some reason, again, the game seemed way too fast. Like he's way too fast for the game, which is hard to say. Usually it's the other way around. Young guys have to adapt to the speed of the NBA. The NBA didn't adapt to the speed of RJ Hampton for, for a few years. Um, it's finally looking better. He's settling down a little more. But let me ask you this. If he continues to play like this, show potential, he's not playing as fast anymore. Do you trade him at the deadline to at least get something back for him? Or do you just say, you know what, what's the point? We have plenty of roster spots already taken by young guys. We just want the roster spot to get somebody in free agency or via trade. I mean, let's let's be honest. What's even if he plays good, what's his what's his value? Second round pick. Yeah. If that. Like the the fact that he's not under contract, it already hurts his value. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's not like last season was amazingly you know, impressive. He's playing good basketball, but it's not anything that you're looking like, oh, well, there's there's a, a crap ton of potential there. He might be a number one option. Like we know it's okay. You you can't expect, you know, every young player to to be able to be that guy. You need to be able to have role players that that you know fit different systems. Um, I don't know. I don't like okay. So who do you who do you package him with? Because if you if you trade him by himself, it's not that's not gonna do much. But you package yeah, him gotta, with, with Mo Bamba, and and what are you gonna get there? Like, what's what what have what have the Magic decided to do with Terrence Ross? Terrence Ross this, must be like, I cannot believe that I am here. <laughs> like, I went publicly on my podcast to say that I'm I'm ready for something new. Like he said it. Is. Not only did he say it, but it was also reported that he said it. Like, how much? More outspoken does he need to be? I like what I've seen with him being, you know, in, in the starting lineup. And who knows um, how that dynamic is going to change once you know people out of injury get back in the game. Like we we don't we don't know what that dynamic would would look like. Um, but I think that this is definitely in the season. It's still really early to talk about it, but this is definitely in the season where I don't I don't think that you should wait till the end of the season to make make decisions. Unless you are hoping that the Magic have a bad record because you're so focusing on the draft. It's like this is a season where you can kind of really say, okay, what what is really the focus of the front office? Because they don't say anything. So we got to read in between the lines. We we have to kind of focus and 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 think about, you know, and dissect and analyze decisions that they don't make, which is frustrating. In itself, yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting. I think the trade deadline as we get closer to it, um, it's gonna be interesting because again, you know, Terrence Ross, what do you do? Do you get something at least for him before he's a free agent? RJ Hampton, same thing. Mo Bamba is not guaranteed next season. Gary Harris is not guaranteed next season. So what do you do? Do you do teams like the Lakers? Maybe they 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 say, hey, take those two picks that we've been wanting not to trade and give us Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, Mo Bamba, and whatever else 
that at least can shoot the ball because they have no shooting whatsoever out there in LA. So let's see what happens, but it's going to be interesting. Some big decisions to make. And to your point, it's going to help us understand a little better what are they trying to accomplish. And I think we are at a point where we have to start consolidating. You cannot keep having 14 young guys on this roster and expect to get better in the years to come. You have to at some point say, hey, we tried it. Let's move it along. Let's bring in new guys that bring new energy, that fit our style. Most importantly, that fit Paolo Bencaro in France and Wendell, because that's truly the core that we're building around. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our passer shoot. <clears throat> if you're familiar with passer shoot, we're going to go out with some topics. Um, really saying if you agree or you disagree with said topic. So Bobo has become a key rotation player for the Magic. He's obviously starting right now. But let's say that we have a healthy roster and everyone is back. Jonathan Isaac, Markel Foltz, uh, Mo Wagner, everyone is back. Does Bobo still play heavy minutes and becomes a rotational player for the Magic? He better be getting minutes. If he's healthy, he's proven that he can be on the court and make an impact. So I'm going to shoot on that. Yeah, it's it's honestly, I, I'm finding it really hard to take him out of the starting lineup. Like at this point, I'm I'm finding it I'm finding it really hard, but that's that's a different conversation. All right, Bamba showed up versus the Hornets, but he will struggle to get minutes once Mo Wagner returns from injury. I wish I could say pass on this one, but honestly, man, Mo Wagner is going to come in, yeah. play hard, hit some three pointers, make an impact off the bench, and would t- he honestly will take his minutes. So he's already not getting that many minutes as it is. I'm going to shoot on that. Yeah, I'm shooting on that. Also, I really don't know what an NBA season would look like with Mo, Bam- with Mo Bamba struggling, not struggling to get minutes. Like, I just feel like that's an ongoing history. All right. Markel Fultz will make his season debut at some point in the upcoming seven game. You put this in there? You snuck I had to. Oh, man. <laughs> and he'll make a season debut at season at some point in the upcoming seven game homestand. I'm going to shoot on that. I'm aiming for next week sometime. So that would be against Houston, Dallas, or I forget the seventh. Dude, how many times How many week. times have we had that in our passer shoot? Listen, it's happening. How many this times? It's happening. How many times? Um, I'm passing on it. I'm, I'm, it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter if I feel super confident. I'm still going to pass on it. Like, there's nothing I would wager on it. Let me ask you this. He Who injured back first. He, he injured, he injured his toe walking around in his home. Yeah. Not, let, not, let even, me, not even from doing like, you know, you know how you do like basketball moves when you're maneuvering in your house? Like not even from doing that. I don't know what he was doing. But I'm pretty confident he wasn't doing basketball moves. Let me ask you this, though, really quickly. Who comes back first? Gary Harris, Markel Fultz. Uh, remind me, what was Gary Harris's injury? Something with his knee, but it's already been more than two months. He was supposed to be out four to six weeks. So he should be back already or should have been back already. So he's due. Um, I'd go Gary Harris. I, you know, I would say, I would say Jalen Suggs would get injured again <laughs> and, <laughs> and come back before Markel Fultz. Jalen Suggs will get hurt one more time, and he'll come back from his injury before Markel Fultz. How's that? I would actually put money on that. <laughs> I, that's how real that is. <laughs> that is fact. All right. Uh, Chuma OKK has been way less than advertised so far. A thousand percent. I'm yeah, shooting that for sure. What's going on, man? Definitely. I don't know what's going on with him, man. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. Obviously, his shot, a little, his shot looks a little funky. He was a rapper before he, before he came on the Magic, so we can't blame that. He became that, big that's always, that was Orlando. always there. That was always there. You know what you I know, think is you know what I think you know is awesome. Aaron Gordon. That's it. That's my thinking. I, I think we need to have a whole entire segment on who's a better rapper, Aaron Gordon or or Big Chum. Next week. We need to dissect lyrics. That's what we need to do. Bar for bar. All right. The Magic have found their alpha player in Paolo Bancaro. Now they just need to find a second star quality player to pair with him. I'm going to shoot just because of my perfect little world in my head that I'm drawing up for the magic future. Franz is our third best player, not necessarily the second mm. guy that that's kind of going to be, you know, making, taking the most shots or scoring the most points. 
So in my perfect world, he is more of like a hero type of player that can score 31 night, can win you a game, but he's not the one that defense is focusing on. They're focusing more on Paolo and whoever the second star is going to be. So ideally, a guy like Mitchell, something like that in the future, you go and get, you pair that person with Paolo. Now you have two weapons offensively. France becomes that ball handling forward, cutting to the basket, hitting open threes, and that's how we become a dynasty here in the East. But we got to get somebody else that really can carry the load uh, when Paolo cannot get it done. A dynasty. Oof. I haven't used those words in basketball references. And it's happening. Oof. See, we started so negative, and now I'm like talking about dynasty. <laughs> how? How, how how does that even happen? Are you not are you not sold on the one legged fadeaway? Is that what it is? Oh, I love it. I just again, if it can be a a move that you don't expect and just just kills you all night long, that'll be better. But right now, I just think we need or or this way, give me a third quality player. I like Wendell, but somebody that can just drop twenty also a night along with Paolo. Because again, if he's the only one that can drop twenty, the defense can double team him and focus on him. He could. They can just neutralize him, like last night happened in OKC. They kept throwing a bunch of bodies at him. That's got to get better uh, as we go um, into the future. And again, just need an, an offensive weapon, especially a guard. Hopefully, a shooting guard that can take some of that attention away from him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add a random one that's not on our agenda. Are the Orlando Magic obsessed with having as many six foot ten players on the court at one time as possible? We obsess with it. For sure. I'm shooting on that. That's always been the case with, with our front office. They've always liked, you know, Mo Bamba and J.I. And then you had Vooch already and A.G. And they just kept adding this, like, tall players with length. So they've always liked that. It's just, I don't mind it. But give me some shooting off the bench, too, to kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I like it. They're definitely obsessed with it. But I yeah. don't mind it because I feel like, the NBA has gone to to small ball for a really, really long time. And the Magic are saying, hey, we're going to have our wings that are six foot ten. We have our big man that's six foot ten. We're going to have our number one pick that's six foot ten. We're going to make it happen with just six foot ten. Like the defense is going to look like, you know, someone's trying to run through a, a forest full of just trees that are taking everything and, and blocking and deflecting. Um, I think that that's really going to be a, a difference maker. We just need to make it work and, I don't know, at a point guard. You know what's <laughs> sad, though? All these tall players on the court, but if you're watching the games, we keep getting out-rebounded. A bunch of, we're giving up a bunch of offensive rebounds. And I'm just like, how? You got guys out there that are four inches taller than the next one, than the guard that they're guarding, and we keep giving up all these uh, offensive rebounds. And then we get the ball finally, and we turn it over. And that's the biggest like pet beef with me right now. It's like we cannot secure a rebound. We cannot hold on to the ball. Yeah, that, that's the part that doesn't make sense. How are we? There's no reason why we should be getting out rebound by any team. Any team. We're like, we're 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 there. <laughs> like you what man, what's that guy's name? Uh is it Prince? Is it Prince? Something Prince. Oh. I, no, maybe I got his name wrong. But it was it was in college. Um did he play? Did he play for Oregon? Oh, I'm so mad that I can't think of the player's name. I don't even know what team he plays with right now. But it was after an NCAA tournament game, and they asked him, you know, what do you, why do you think you got out-rebound? And the guy was just simply like, well, because they they grab more more balls than <laughs> – and it's kind of like, I, dude, why are we getting out-rebound? We're closer. It's, it's sad. We're closer it's sad. to the rim. Everyone has like a seven foot five wingspan. What? I don't. I don't know. You know what it is? We're not putting a body on our, on our guy. They're just like, okay, I'm tall enough. I can just go get it. Guess what? Get pushed out of the way. Now the little guy gets gets a ball. It's, it happens every single game. It's so annoying. Um, it's got to get better, man, because there's no excuses. Put in a body. The. It's okay. All right, this week ahead, <laughs> it's, a, it's the start of our seven-game homestand. We got Thursday, Golden State, Saturday, Sacramento, Monday versus Houston. That's a game, in my opinion, you should circle um, mm-hmm. because Paolo Bancaro will be facing off against Jabari Smith Jr., your guy, not mine, Wednesday versus Dallas. Um, 
I'm also going to circle that Dallas game. I, I really like, I really wanted to like Luca. Like I really mm-hmm. like, you know how you like that one player that's not, doesn't play for the magic for you, Steph Curry, me. I really don't have that guy. Like I, I wanted it. I really, really wanted it to be Luca, but definitely I, I can't, I don't know. He's annoying. It's He's a whiner, annoying man. player. Yeah. Just whining after every play. Yeah. It's just me. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. No, for sure not. If you watch that game on Sunday against the Mavs, this dude makes a basket. No matter what he does, he's going to the refs, literally running after the ref to whine and complain. Same thing as you. I wanted to like him. I want him to come to the Magic, though, still. But that's not here or there. The point is that he just whines way too much, man. Him and Draymond Green, two of the guys in the NBA that annoy me the most, even though I like the Warriors and I like Draymond. But, dude, just play basketball, man. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note... It's a wrap with this episode. Uh, you know, we're dropping it normally. Again, we drop our episodes Friday mornings. Um, after this week, we should be back on track to our normally scheduled releases. But on that note, man, it's a wrap. Appreciate you guys being patient. Catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. For all the latest Orlando Magic news and updates, follow us on Twitter at the Ozone Pod and on Instagram at Orlando Magic HQ. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.